go, Tweaker, go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast. And everybody. We're so glad you could jank up, Zach, up, Zach. Let Tweaker, Tweaker, enough for you. You weren't twitching. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, I am Joe Spiegel, and uh, sitting across from me is the uh, the untweakery. Effervescent. Oh, the ever effervescent. That's Oh, that's your name. You're going by the name Effervescent. No, the Effervescent. Oh, okay. Mike Sutherland. Okay, Mike, the Effervescent Sutherland. No, the Effervescent Mike Sutherland. Why can't... Fucking douche. <laughs> Douchey. Uh, speaking of douches, uh, Mark Wahlberg stars in the uh, new film, Mile 22, and that's the film we will be talking about today. Um that is our main movie of the week, and uh, what a movie it was, wasn't it, Mike? <laughs> All right. So, uh, CIA. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Pinky. All right. Uh, CIA operative James Silva leads a small but lethal paramilitary paramilitary team on an urgent and dangerous mission. They must transport a foreign intelligence asset from an American embassy in Southeast Asia to an airfield for extraction, a distance of 22 miles. Should I read more? No, I was falling asleep just listening to that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you want to go first? I'm trying to figure out why, why we even saw this fucking movie in the first place. Uh, it was, I think, the lesser of of, of many evils, um, or, you know, many turds. I guess it was like the smallest of the turd list. The turd list. Yeah. So I tiny think, turd list. Yeah, because I think it was. Yeah, it was. There was just there were the options were fucking horrendous, dude. I I can't even. What the fuck was there? There was. Um, it was you. There was crazy rich Asians. Okay, we don't want to see that because we're racist. Um, there was a uh, kin, and there was Operation Finale. That's what it was. It was Operation Finale and kin and. And, oh, and searching, right? So yeah, we just it, it, mile twenty-two. I think at the at the time, <laughs> at the time it seemed like it was, you know, the least shitty out of all those movies. Well, I, I think Operation Finale could have been okay, but it looks like one of those wasted effort kind of movies. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, <laughs> I use my. I, I have a, a something to offer you when it comes to the free ticket thing that we do with the Regal since. You scan have the car scanned when you go in too. So, right. so how about when I have when I do? Because so I'm getting I'm getting double the points every time we do this. So that means I'm getting to a, a free ticket twice as quickly as I normally would, right? So, in that vein, what if when I have a free ticket available, uh, and why don't I just do something where I use the free ticket for you, and then I give you like six bucks? Why would you give me six? Okay, bucks? well, I mean, I, I will. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'll give you the free ticket, and then you give me six bucks. Um, no, I like it the other way better. I can't. Fu- yeah, see, I fucked that up. I- <laughs> 24. No. All right. Yeah, fine. So, okay, I fucked it up. All right. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, you're, you're paying for a movie every week. You're not getting a free one. And I, I always see the free one for when we, we, we see, you know, something shitty. Like, I was going to save it for the Meg, but I didn't have a free ticket available by then. So. <laughs> All right. That's something to look up. Okay. So. What did you love about? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. No, look, <clears throat> you want me to go first on this? Sure. <sighs> Where do I start? So I'm pretty sure we're going to be, I think you're going to be, you're going to, the technicalities, I think you're going you're to be more on point than I am. But I think other, everything else, though, we're going to be generally in agreement on this movie. Let's start with the unhackable hard drive. 
Okay. Which is horseshit. Everything is hackable. <clears throat> Everything. That's a movie trope? Yeah. Self-destructing hard drives do exist. Um, just to give you an idea. I'm on secure drives. I was looking up uh, security drives uh, for the movie. So hardware-based full disk encryption ensures all, all data is encrypted without degradation of drive performance. Global GSMs allows you to uh, request a physical fragmentation and crypto sanitization of your SSG drive. Timestamp reply messages sent. Physically fractured NAND flash storage. Sims and P computer assisted data recovery techniques and coupled with crypto sanitization help safeguard data from no, I'm unauthorized falling asleep. access. So, I mean, they have drives that are available that, I mean, I just told everybody that they're they're crypto drives top which, of the line security right yeah uh they're you can they have um global gsm which allows you to request physical fragmentation and crypto sanitization of your ssd drive which it sounds like you can just fucking anytime anywhere like if you know where the drive is you can just do it and it's gone um and it can physically fracture it's. I mean, it's. It literally. It breaks itself. So you. You know, getting. Um, getting data recovery to work on it is uh, very very difficult. So those things do exist. However, um, self-destructing hard drives. Kingston Super Secure Data Traveler USB drive will self-destruct. Hold on. Um, after ten incorrect login attempts. Well, that's fine. Okay. I mean, they have that available on, on Samsung phones. If you, you can set up your, like when you set up your PIN to log in or a login or whatever. Yeah. If it's wrong, like if you can set it up to after X amount of attempts, like the default is three attempts, and then it erases everything on your fucking phone. Fuck. So I just turned that off. You um, know what? I, reali- I didn't realize this, but remember when I lost all my info on my phone? Uh-huh. Um, I had something activated on my menu screen that I didn't realize. Which was? It was the um, it was the smart view. Oh, no, phone visibility. I had phone visibility turned on. And I thought that phone visibility was supposed to help with something else. That's why I had it on. And I, I look it up, and actually phone visibility is where your information can instantly be transferred over to any other Samsung product. So... Someone's walking around with your shit on with their all phone. my fucking nine hundred pictures, which none of them are incriminating, so I don't give a shit. But and 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 my 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 Dark Knight Returns and my, or my yeah part one and part two that you downloaded for me all those years ago, those were still on my phone. All that shit's gone. Uh, all of it. All the videos I've had. All the pictures. They're fucking gone. And as so yeah, I don't I don't know how they all that info could have transferred that quickly over to someone else's shit. Well, somebody stole it. Yeah, that's that's what they were doing. Whatever. I'm not a picture. I'm not much of a picture guy anyway. So it sucks, but whatever. I, I, you know what? The way I look at it is this: the ex-wife and the divorce. She got. She took all the fucking pictures. She took all of them. I, I had a few, but all in all, she took 98 percent of all the pictures. Well, guess what? I got the fucking kids. So what's more important? There you go. Yeah. All right. So the idea of this self-destructing hard drive, and I don't know how. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's self-destructing. Um, what, what did they say? Decaying. Um, hard drives that decay. <laughs> you know, I don't think you need to delve this deep, man. Well, it. Um, I want to. Um, 
I want to know about uh, hard drives that um, you can set to. Okay, well, I I'm, I don't have enough time. I'm going to I'm going to say some of it's plausible, but in this movie they have a, a hard drive that is set to decay mm-hmm. unless you have a password, yeah. right? Well, it's not it's not set to decay. It's decaying. It's an auto decay on the hard drive that will self destruct unless you have a password. Yeah, and by the time they get the code, wouldn't all that shit already be erased by then anyway? Yeah, that's what I would think. No, it, it would it would automatically erase after. Eight or twelve hours, right? Um, whoops, sorry. All right, here's my issues with the movies: is that the uh, the whole idea that this guy uh, was it Tony Jaw? No, I thought it was Tony Jaw myself. No, it's, the actor's name is uh, forgive me for uh, mispronouncing it, but it's Iko or Iko um, Uwe's. Eco um, Well, he yeah. was in um, the raid yeah. one too. Yeah, Redemption, and those are actually really good. Fucking, uh, I still haven't seen those yet. I I, I want to check those out, but I still haven't seen then them. watch them. <laughs> I have so many fucking things on my queues. I have I have Amazon Prime. I have Hulu. I Just have Netflix. Pick a fucking movie. I have and watch PlayStation it. View. I mean, fuck, dude. Eco Um <clears throat> He's the only good spot in this movie. They killed off Ronda Rousey. They killed off the entire team except for Mark Wahlberg, of course. Yeah, and then Lauren Cohan gets a big fucking question mark. Like, did she get kidnapped and captured, or did she get killed? Because they never mention her body or anything. She, no, she was killed. The assumption is she was no, killed. No, the assumption wasn't she was killed. At the end, when they were interviewing him, he mentions that she was killed. Okay. Offhandedly. Well, she, he didn't say she was killed. They they said they they had mentioned... That the plane disappeared, blah 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 blah, yeah. and they found they found pieces of it well, or whatever. And this is look. This is the reason why I leave that open is because this is the first of a planned trilo- action trilogy for STX films. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this movie sucked. It. You know what? It did. And you know what? Go ahead. Do, you, do your thing because I I'll, I'll go into it. It's fucking. It's it's a fucking garbage film. Look. They had John Malkovich in it, who they end up killing at the end. They have him running what's called Operation Overwatch. They start off the movie by knocking on the door of some house where they have a bunch of Russian nationals committing crime. Yeah. Whatever the fuck crime they were committing, who knows? They had that. They, they were creating that, that stuff, that, that weaponized uh, shit. Whatever they were doing. I don't give a fuck. That powdery fucking kill tens of thousands of people shit. No, they weren't. Not in the house. Well, they were, okay, then they had info on or some shit. I don't know, but anyway, the whole time no, I, they weren't creating cesium in the house. They were that, that's different. That's right. that's the main gist of the story. Okay, the um, so you know they have this this quote this couple that goes up like you know hey we're we're supposed to be on Christmas Lane or Christmas Street or whatever. Yeah. And so they knock on the door and and that starts off the whole thing. And Wahlberg says something prophetic like, you know, it's a bad day that this happened or whatever, or it's going to be a bad day because he kills an 18-year-old Russian person who is the son of one of the most powerful Russian people who manages to hack the United States government. No, not, not, hold on. Not just the United States government. Uh, No, I was, see, this is radio play, Joe. Okay, no, I thought you you thought I was going to interrupt you. Not just the United States government, a secret Military organization that no one knows about. Clandestine. And they, that's what it means. I, I, just, I never get to use that word. I wanted to use it. 
that that literally has to sign documents that disavows them. They basically are no longer citizens of the United States every time they go on a mission, so nobody knows they exist. Yeah, so they have to, they have to quit every time they, yeah. Nobody knows where they are, and nobody knows their location. They're the A-team. Except for the fucking Russians who are flying around in a C-140 uh, with a with a big satellite on there, so that they can track every every move and, and all the locations that they go to, yeah. right down to the street. But hey, nobody knows about this organization that fucking and they don't even Little explain. Spectre. They they don't even explain how they fucking hack the system. Yeah. But here here's the best part. That system that they well they kind of explained it. That system that they that they hacked is a portable system, so they don't know where it's going to be at any one moment in time. So they have to know where everybody is and where they are going to show up, and they kind of do that, but they were able to hack the system when they switched networks because there's a hole in the network because they're, you know, when they fucking, when when they switch over from AT&T to Verizon, you know, they... (laughs) There, there's a, I see the confusion in your face. There's an overlapping hole in the in the in the wire, yeah, or or in the pipe, where by switching networks it creates a a weakness, a backdoor even into a clandestine network that is portable. It's bullshit. You're calling bullshit, okay? It's it's complete. It's utter fucking garbage. And Peter Berg, who look. He has good movies. He has bad movies. Yeah, you know. Apparently, and, and I'm I'm calling it right now that he the reason why he made Battleship is because he's paying for something, <laughs> you know, or someone is paying for something. Yeah, you know, and maybe a divorce settlement that <laughs> usually happens. Maybe he grabbed Catherine Zeta Jones's tit or something at a party. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> that usually you make shitty movies or or compilation albums to pay off divorces. So, anyways. So you have Mark Wahlberg, who does nothing but yell and scream at his subordinates. Yeah. Um, he he treats them like shit, and then like you know he he just it's like me with Joe, just fucking berates them into the ground, just beating a dead horse. Yeah, he and, made you look like a nun, like yeah. a nice nun. Sorry, an old lady, nice nun. Well, that's basically me when I'm really pissed. <laughs> not not the fat penguin nun. <laughs> not the penguin. Yeah, from Blues Brothers. Yeah, you fat penguin. <laughs> ow, ow, god damn it, son of a bitch Filthy Jesus Christ and bad attitude. Get out of my dirt Get out of here <laughs> So As as they're taking So Iwo, Iko Uwes Who Iko is Uwes. Who is um, Who's going to be extracted Yeah Which uh, again, I, here's another thing I don't understand Why not just take him by helicopter Oh, wait a second. Why? How were they able to figure out which cars they were in when they were leaving the compound? Oh, and why were there no police escorts, undercover police escorts? Why was there not fake drive, fake um, uh, uh, decoy drivers? Uh-huh. You know, going in opposite directions. I don't think that would have mattered because I think they uh, there was a truck. Oh wait. Never mind. Never mind. Because the only people that were tracking him were the Russians flying. There. Never mind. So I was thinking that the the government had a tracker on him or something. The, you know, the Indonesian government. But never mind. They right. But well, they 
and they may have, and that was how they got into the system. But again, it was never it was never talked about. And they keep showing up everywhere. They're they're hiding. Right. Yeah. So you know, and nobody suspects that there's something going on that's weird. Mm. Nobody suspects it. Hey, we these guys keep showing up. Yeah. That's weird. How yeah. do they keep How do they keep knowing that we are going in this location? Is there a leak? How do they know that our safe house is here? How do they know where I'm where I'm at lo- locally without being tracked? Yeah, and remember the part also that they don't they don't really address. I don't think was uh, the part where everything goes dark on um, uh, when uh, Overwatch was looking with uh, you know Malkovich. Remember how all the screens went black for a few minutes, a couple minutes or something like that. When they're, when they're yeah, that was when they switched over the network. Yeah, it was fucking. He's like, "What was that? Where did that come from?" Yeah, and that's what I want to know. What was that? Where did that come from? Yeah. How come nobody looked into that? No, no, it just kept going. Well, hey, oh, it was just a glitch in the system, sir. How come we've never had a glitch like this in the system before? Shut everything down and move locations. Yeah, but no, no, I wouldn't want to do that. Okay, yeah, and yeah. that's when that's when you make the call. You're like, "We are shutting down and moving locations." And then you need to switch frequencies. We will contact you through secure channels because these have been compromised. Yeah. And then you destroy all the equipment and then go get new equipment. That's what you do. Yeah. If you've been compromised. Well, you don't destroy it. You keep the equipment because you, you need to trace it. But essentially, you destroy the equipment. Yeah. At least deactivate it also can't be, you know. Well, no, you just put it into a, you don't put it into a secure location. You literally take it to a location where everybody knows but like a fucking museum or whatever. Yeah. So that way if it is tracked or whatever, then it's just part of a, a heavily trafficked place. Like I said, or a cafe or whatever. Yeah. And then you just run traces on it. And you can also just turn it on and go into a, a safe mode type operating uh, procedure where there are there's nothing running but the operating system if you know it's secure. Yeah. And then nothing in the background will be running. You literally, literally nobody will have access to it. You have no network access, which makes it even safer. And then you go from there. This movie was so dumb in all of its twists and, and bad storytelling that there were probably times where some of these problems I had were like simply explained. And I wasn't even paying attention because I was just, I felt, I don't know. First half of this movie, I felt angry because of all the passive-aggressive uh, fucking browbeating of uh, Wahlberg's character. And then the second half, it just did all this quick fucking e- action editing, the quick-cut shit, where you can't even focus on anything because it just keeps... It does, like, two frames, and then it cuts to another fucking angle or something, right? And it just kept doing... It was like I was watching a Tony Scott movie. It, it just, Holy shit, it just kept fucking doing it. it huh. Synopsis, a 22-mile mm-hmm. gauntlet in which one good guy wonders how the bad guys always know where they are. <laughs> which not one good guy I should say uh this yeah it, th- these fucking this movie you know yeah it's like I can't even the only positive I can think of about this movie is an extremely mild positive it is it is a somewhat watchable mess that's it I, I but you're right the um udo I almost called him udo um um eco Uwes, um his he was an interesting character um that turned out to be a stupid fucking twist uh, plot, you know, plot device. But still, he was entertaining to a point. But yeah, God, there was no, there was no character growth. Characters were just thrown away, you know. And Wahlberg was a fucking shitty leader, which is completely unbelievable. All right, 
the bad editing, um, the the Indonesian Indonesian police, you know, headed by that guy from intelligence named Axel, that fucking knows everywhere they're at at all goddamn times, right? Um, the drone strike at the end, like, oh hey, the guy shows up ahead of them, right? He fucking shows up ahead of them after they got away, and they get to the airport. And then they oh then magically that now they're gonna use the fucking drone to take the guy out. Where yeah. the fuck was the drone when they had a whole fucking the whole building was surrounded and shit by well, not even that when they were trying to run from the motorcycles and the motorcycle guys put C four explosives on one of the vehicles. Yeah, where was the fucking drone then? Oh, <laughs> he mentioned it. Hey, I can take these guys out. No, not yet. Yeah, really. This is funny. Um, I'm reading a review. James Silva, who's played by Mark Wahlberg, leads a team of paramilitary agents that are so secret and lethal that they are only called upon when diplomacy in the military failed. No, seriously, he tells us this, describing the operation, codenamed Overwatch, as Option 3. On the surface, this statement makes no sense whatsoever, but when you think about it for a moment, you get a headache. (laughs) The film opens with Silva and the team raiding a Russian FSB safe house and displaying why Silva and the team are Option 3 instead of Option 1 or 2, using technology from a galaxy far, far away to peer through walls and locate five people in the house. We talked about this uh, at that night. They herd them into a sitting room where the team does not tie up the Russian spies. Yep. And while one team member rummages through hard drives due to action movie cliche requirements, their magical X-ray drones misses a sixth person <laughs> in the house and all hell breaks loose, ending with six dead Russians, one dead agent, and an exploded house. Silva is right. Rolling a tank through the house was probably a better idea, but someone decided to skip straight to option three here instead. Hmm. And, we're going to DEFCON 3. And that was and Joe and I were talking about that. He's like, why 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 couldn't they see the person that was in the, the, the hidden room? I was like, well, tree, it was in the way. And someone did mention that there was a very large squirrel yeah. that was sitting in a tree. So they did see him. Yeah. It's just that and then it was just it just went from there. But it was extremely convenient to plot that right. like they finally see him now after all the you know, it's like ugh. Yeah, you know, I, my favorite part is when the guy shot through the fucking door, but how did he know that there were people on the other side? Yeah, hey, how did he know exactly where she was? Yeah. You know, he could have shot through any part of that wall. But he shot her right in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. So that was bullshit. And then the dead agent, which is garbage. You know, the house fucking catching on fire. I, I like that. That was kind of cool. Hey, why didn't any of them just break the glass when the, when the liquid was just traveling through? I don't know. They just let it travel through instead of fucking like trying to stop it, like hit it or something. Because well, they didn't care. It was a safe house and let it go. And right? Wahlberg, he, the whole fucking time, Wahlberg is just chilling in the bushes way behind the house. Well, he's a sniper. Yeah, he didn't snipe shit. Well, he's a, he's backup. So anybody that runs out of the house, his job is to kill those. Uh, that That was fine. I was okay with yeah. that. Um, and they tied nobody up. I remember I leaned over to you and I go, "Where's the fucking zip ties?" Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, was, I, I, I didn't have any fucking answer. I was just like, "I don't." This know. is the third fucking option. Fucking idiots that don't even know how to zip tie their perps. Yeah, this is Overwatch. They take they look. They're taking their fucking DNA. And I hope Blizzard. I literally hope Blizzard sues them just for destroying or or using the name Overwatch because Blizzard's <laughs> game is called Overwatch. Yeah. And basically that's the, you know, if you go and look at all the stuff about the game Overwatch, Overwatch is an organization that's there to protect the world from bad guys. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the third. This movie is is fucking uh, golden raspberry material. Yeah, this this movie is shit. It's a team-based multiplicity. Uh yeah, so Overwatch ended the crisis. I, I just I, who thought this was a good fucking idea? I 
this movie? Do they really think that audiences are this this stupid? Yeah. And, and if they, yes, do, they do, and if they do think audiences are this stupid, do they also believe that people are going to want to sit there and watch Mark Wahlberg just fucking berate people like a like a like a I don't know like a yeah? Why didn't anybody tell him to shut the fuck up? It's like he was throwing a diabetic fit or something. Just like, oh, my blood sugar's kind of low, so he just fucking treats everyone. Like, shit, and they all just, oh, they still, you know, they just, even his boss just goes, oh, go fuck yourself, and walks out the room. Like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? You know, oh, because he was mistreated as a child, and and then now he's got his stupid rubber band. Uh, oh, because he's a special, he's got, he's a, he's autistic. Yeah. You and know, then, and and yeah, he's got, his, he's got his rubber band, he tastes sna- his brain, he goes too fast. Yeah. He's Shut the he's, fuck so up. So the first half of the movie, while he's, when he's not berating people, he's snapping this fucking rubber band against his wrist. And, you, and I'm, like, I'm like, this is the best that you can do with this this guy? So, yeah, this movie is a piece of shit, dude. I, I, I'd probably give it a, a two. Two? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't understand how anybody could enjoy this movie. It's... Go to negative 22. Yeah, this fucking movie is just awful. <laughs> there's, there's no redeeming qualities. In fact, here's the debate, right? Yeah. Any redeeming qualities about the movie? Is it memorable? No. Is it quotable? No. Would you? Is it rewatchable? No. Would you watch it on DVD? I wouldn't watch it on a train. I wouldn't watch it on a plane. I wouldn't watch it here and there. there. I wouldn't watch I it would... with the fish. I wouldn't watch it on my dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, no. I mean, I just this is no. Fuck this movie. Fuck everything. I don't ever want to see. I, and look, when the inevitable sequel comes out, if there's a sequel, I mean, the movie's made thirty nine million so far. Uh, in the states, I don't know about overseas, but I mean they're using the raid guy, so it might make money overseas. Uh, well, it's a thirty-five to sixty million dollar movie. Yeah, so I assume they spent thirty-five and then twenty-five for uh, marketing or some shit. Yeah. Probably. Uh, it's made thirty-nine point three million. The budget was between thirty-five and sixty. Yeah. So, and you know what was it? The, the only character that they actually gave you enough time to care, you know, try to care for, which you still didn't. Because it was a throwaway, was Lauren Cohen's character, where she has these these weird fucking problems with her ex husband, where they have this special phone and the, the weird communication, and, and it just the whole thing just was weak. And she's standing around angry as fuck. How do you have people that are the third and final final option, right, to go handle these these extremely delicate missions, and yet you're gonna have people this fucking unhinged and this angry? All the fucking time. She's standing in the middle of a federal office building screaming motherfucker because she's angry on the phone. Does that sound like someone that you want, like, like handling delicate matters? I, I don't think so. It, it just doesn't. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Fuck it right in the rectum. You know what I mean, man? Thought again, ice holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie. Uh, look, they gave it a 22%. It, the fucking movie should probably get a fifteen percent. Yeah, like that. So, yeah, done with mile twenty-two. Never again. All right. So, um, movie news. Uh, well, fuck. What are we gonna talk about? Okay. So the next one we're probably gonna see is Peppermint with uh, Jennifer Garner. No, we're going to see Peppermint. There's no probably. So uh, my my nickname for it is Punish Her because it's just it looks exactly like how a many female times Punisher are you movie. gonna fucking say that joke? Well, the, the audience didn't know that. I know you've heard it too many times, but now the audience has. So, 
I, I that's all this movie is. It looks like just like a female Punisher. Yeah, without the we get it. Snapping, we get it. You know, that's why you call it Punisher. And then, and then you've already explained why. What do, what and do now I, you're re-explaining it. What do I call? So it? I'm just going to railroad you until you move on to another subject. What did I call? No, it? I don't care what you called it. I'm not listening to you anymore. All just right, move so, on. So yeah, we'll see Peppermint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> movie news. According to uh, tweets from Steven Gutenberg. Gutenberg. I said Gutenberg. Stephen Gutenberg. Um, because you know we have uh, do we have the the advertising trolls or the uh, the all these uh, website trolls that just read people's tweets just to see if you can write an article based on them. Um, anyway, according to Gutenberg, a um, a new uh, police academy is uh, in the pipeline. Yes, number eight. <laughs> yeah. So he pretty much said the next one is coming. There's no details yet, but it is going to be in a gift bag being readied. So, um, yeah, I, I look, I, I, I brought this up because you like Police Academy, and we talked about the whole, you know, the the Blazing Saddles, you know, uh, effect and stuff like that. But you know, I don't really care. I, I think was it, you know, Hightower's dead, right? Is Bobcat going to be? In? I I don't even. Oh, and then the the, the captain Lassard is dead. So I don't. I don't. I do. I don't have any interest. I have no interest in fucking the new police academy. I don't give a shit. Is that brutal? I don't fucking care. Well, we don't even know what it's about. So yeah, it's too early to tell. Yeah. So um, and then the next one, I I know you know you heard about this one with the the sixth Die Hard. They're not going to call it a you know old habits Die Hard like a lot of people were hoping. Well, they can't. I own the copyright. I'm not kidding. I own the, we own the copyright. Well, fuck, you should have sold it to them. Because now they're going to call it McLean. Good. <laughs> they, they, I mean, I wrote, I wrote a treatment for it yeah. years ago and, and wrote Die Hard 24-7, Old Habits Die Hard. Yeah. And it's our, according to copyright, because it's written under the business and it's a whole long thing, copyright's kind of weird, but... Yeah. Once it's written by somebody, and I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's a hundred other people that have that. You know, yeah. They just use it like Die Hard, Old Habits, Die Hard. Yeah, and it's people... been used a, a lot in memes and yada yada yada. So, but ten years ago, I wrote I wrote that fucking shit. Yeah, and then uh, less. Another cl- clever one I I heard was Do or Die Hard. Mm. Do or die. Do or die hard. Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's no Tom Brady. <laughs> It's not even that. It's it's <laughs> do or die. Eh, it's it's not. It's better than uh, it's a good day to die hard. No, but a, it's a good day to die hard is much better than do or die hard. McLean is just a better title. All right, maybe even better would be hardly dying. <laughs> Let's move on. The fuck? <laughs> I'm just being stupid for stupid. No, you're sake. just trying too hard. No. All right. So anyway, yeah, the um, the new one's going to be called McLean. Uh, producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura says that um, that uh, yes, it's going to be McLean, and that it's uh, going to have Bruce Willis uh, in the film as uh, it's weird as fuck, dude. Prequel, sequel, spinoff kind of thing where it's going to go back to. There's going to be parts of it they go back to when he was a rookie cop in his twenties and things like that. And then uh, you know, go back to now and when he's sixty in his sixties. And you know, what what what's kinda weird to me about the whole thing is that John McClain was a cop, just a normal, regular beat cop, okay, that got caught into us in circumstances that were uh, over his head or, or 
should have been over his head and any, anyone else's head. And instead, he rose to the occasion and he fucking, he saved, you know, <laughs> he saved the day, right? So that's the point. So he, you know, the way they make it sound is established in Die Hard that he never went through some major shit before then, probably. Nothing anywhere near Nakatomi in any way whatsoever. So for them to, what are they going to do with him being a rookie cop? It just seems like they're just trying to do, grab extra shit just to grab extra shit. And they don't, I don't, I just don't see where the fuck this is going to go. I, I don't have any faith in it. I think our, our idea in uh, podcast was way, had way better ideas than this shit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> but at some point, I mean, if he stops becoming the average cop after whatever because he's now an expert on terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So when it comes down to, when when it comes down to to your job or whatever, just because you're the average everyday cop, and in Die Hard, I mean, it was awesome. It worked well. Yeah, that's why it's such a great fucking movie. But when you ha- you need to have a character, you need to grow a character. You know, you can't just have him continually be average everyday cop. Yeah, because he's not not anymore, especially after that first experience. Yeah, he becomes he 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 becomes everything he didn't want to be, which is a good guy. Yeah. He just wanted to be an average guy. Yeah. You know. Just the facts, man. Yeah, he did he didn't want to be he didn't want to be anything more than just a cop. Yeah. And then he was thrust into this situation and now, you know, he he wins the day. Yeah, he steps up no matter what. Even when he has a fucking pounding headache all day. Yeah, and and well the the headache goes away after a while, but uh, then he eats a bad twinkie, right? <laughs> but but after that, you know, and then the, the events of Die Hard 2 Right, because he's John McClane, and now he's got a reputation. Yeah, and you know, and he's got we'll, we'll, we'll throw the fucking we'll throw Good Day to Die Hard out of this. You know, the first the the first three, the first one, and live live free or die hard. Awesome. Yes, the others, they're okay. They're not they're not awful. Uh, they're fun to watch. I'm like one, and then three and four are like right with each other. To me, and then two, then five. Yeah. You know what? I, fuck. I got to give three. Actually, three above part four because three had what part four didn't have, which is a good villain. And I like Timothy Oliphant, but he didn't do anything that special in the role as the villain. You had Simon Gruber. You know, that was a charismatic fucking villain. Yep. So Simon? Yeah. Or Hans? Simon. You know, part three. I'm talking when I'll compare part three and four. So when you had Simon Gruber, um, played by Jeremy Irons, he was a way better charismatic villain than what you had with Timothy Oliphant in Live Free or Die Hard. So, yeah, I, the edge goes to three. So, yeah, one, three, four, two, and five. So, I yeah, look, man, I hope that uh, McLean is badass, but I, I just, I don't, I think that it looks like they're doing this shit so they can probably start a new series or some shit. And I don't believe you do anything. You don't do anything with Die Hard in the title without fucking Bruce Willis being in it. And it's got to be a Bruce Willis that actually gives a fuck about being there. Because you know what? I read in one of the comment feeds. They said, let's see how well he does uh, with, uh, you know, in the new Glass movie. If he actually acts like he wants to fucking be there. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see you in a few months. Shit. All right. Yeah. That's... Unless your boat sinks. Yeah. <laughs> if your boat sinks, then, I, well, I can swim, so. Okay. Well, yeah, but you lost weight, so I don't know if you'll float. I'll float. We all float. Bullshit floats. Well, th- that means that you're an expert. Fucking A. I- I- I'm-, I'm buoyant. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buoyant. 
Okay. Uh, oh, boy. The last thing I, I fu- found with news was uh, Clayne Crawford from Lethal Weapon finally... Uh, Who fucking cares? He finally made comments about uh, his being fired. Fuck him. I know. I don't definitely fuck him, man. This is a, isn't this like... He got fired like five months ago? I know, but he finally... He went on a podcast. Fuck him. Not ours. Yeah, why don't you come on our podcast, you cunt? He went on uh, Drinking Brothers podcast. Whatever those guys are. And, uh, well, apparently they're brothers that drink. We're not popular enough because <laughs> we don't do a podcast every day. He said he was never, he never was actually told he was fired. He said he just found out he was fired from just social media. That's bullshit. I know. It's bullshit because, I mean, how can you go back, like, literally, well, he, I mean, he was, he, he's kind of telling the truth, but literally he, he, he made a joke about it on social media saying, I hope you guys didn't fire me on my day off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said... Uh, should have stayed off the internet. He said the studio president said beforehand, he goes, uh, he said, Clay, I can't promise you that I can save your job, but what I can do is tell you that you have to make a public announcement apologizing publicly to Damon Wayans. And I was like, what the fuck, Peter? Why would I apologize publicly because he and I had a riff on set? And he's like, Clayton, that statement alone tells me you don't want to come back. If I were you, I'd look for your children in the eyes, and I'd look your wife in the eyes, and you need to make a decision. But again, I can't promise you that I can save your job. All right. And then uh, what else you got here? So then he also talked about the onset incidents, which he never really fully mentions Damon Wayans, very barely at all. He just says that uh, with the incident, he goes, I knew that they had those tapes, you know, about all the abuse and shit and that they had been blackmailing him uh, with it um, anytime that he had They'd a problem. They had been blackmailing him with it? Yeah, he said they had been blackmailing him with it anytime he had a problem with Damon Wayans. That's not blackmail. And then when the incident happened, I had to pay half of my salary for that episode. I had to spend six weeks in anger management every day on my lunch break. And I had to be escorted to and from set by a security guard, so it was humiliating. Because you're a fucking cunt. Yes. All right, and then also... I mean, Damon Wayans... Look, Damon Wayans is not much better. He's a fucking prima donna from all the other stuff that's been going on I on was the in set. Beverly Hills Cop. Right. You <laughs> well, know. yeah, take those bananas. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's the one who gave Eddie the bananas. Yes. Just like Cuba Gooding Jr. sitting in the chair, in the, in the barber's chair and coming to America. Yeah, you can have them all. <laughs> That'll be $8. <laughs> all right, goddamn, boy, is that a weave or what? All right, so, uh, and then also uh, allegations about yelling at a kid, um, bunch of kids in a nearby pool. Says it was a blatant fucking lie. Clearly, I'm yelling at the guy whose job it is to get the set quiet. Here's the thing. Did I make a poor choice? Absolutely. And I felt embarrassed in the moment because I was, I was belligerent. Hollywood is very sensitive, so I should have not screamed and yelled, right? Because it's a bunch of very delicate flowers out there. So that's pretty much his way of saying that, you know, he he's sorry, but he's not sorry. Yeah, I, and I don't care. Yeah, so... Uh, Lane Crawford can suck it. Yeah, if you're if you can't own up to your fucking mistakes as a person, I, I got no time for you. I got you're useless to me. Yeah, even Damon Williams. I'm not I'm not excluding Damon Williams from this because I've heard that people have had enough of his shit on the set too. Yeah, and that he's a he's being a fucking prima donna. Oh look at me! I'm a big time Hollywood actor. <laughs> Men on film. I was in Mo Money. I did Men on Film. And, you know, if, if you're going to be a dick, honestly, if you're going to be a fucking dick about things yeah. in Hollywood just because you have an ego or this and that and the other thing, 
you're trash. You're fucking trash. And you don't deserve to be working. You need to be... I tell everybody this. You need to treat everybody with respect at work. From the janitor... You need to treat the janitor like he's the CEO of the company. Yeah. Because he may be. You don't know. I treat the janitor the same way I treat the owner. Yes. Hey, how you doing? I actually... I treat the janitor better than I treat the owner. <laughs> because the janitor works harder than the owner does. Yeah. So... <laughs> and I will always well, do that. The owner works hard at being the owner. Yeah, the owner works hard at making money. But my my point is, is that you treat. It doesn't matter who they are, and we're both in agreement with this. Is yeah. You, if you don't fucking treat people with respect, then you're just a fucking pile of shit. And yeah. that's that's really about it. Exactly. So. So um, uh, I think that's all we got for this one. That's all I got. That's all I got. So say goodbye. No. S- say it. God damn it. No. You motherfucker. Fuck you. Sick and fire. Suck my dick. Uh, so is that a no? <laughs> I'm not saying it. All right. How about bad buy? Lazy yeah. buy? No. Fuck off. Toodaloo. Adioche. Tomao.